1: All right, welcome back. Another episode, The Hateful Gnomes Music Hut. Uh, I'm Gnome, with me, Jake. In the background, nobody can see is the Stephen Hawking typist, our producer B word, but he's here. He's yeah,
2: here. Oh, I am here in a
1: bitch. <laughs>
2: um, so, does your wife know that you call the closet the hut now? Is that like what it is? Is it Christened yeah, the hut? Yeah, when I'm not or?
1: inside her, this is my hut. That's That's the nut hut, and this is the recording <laughs> hut
2: so is it so does she realize when you go to the closet or when you're inside her there's a small dude in there yeah yeah (laughs) either either way way, either way you got a small (laughs) little guy doing your shit so way to go (laughs) (laughs) well welcome in uh dude it's been a fucking but we've been interviewing bands like crazy fucking crazy man lots and lots of bands been a good time thank you for all the fans listening thank you for all the recommendations thanks for the bands following us on all, all the socials to hateful known pod. Uh, that's where I've been finding a lot of good music lately. How about, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, same, same. I, I've actually dove into some of our accounts and see a lot of these bands following and a lot that I haven't heard before. And so I start listening and that's where a lot of our recommendations come from is we're, you know, we're trying to be found as a podcast, but we're also trying to find music constantly. To bring onto this podcast so well, strug-
2: struggling artists all uh, smell their own right and so i will i will right. say preface with this uh we have a band on tonight the red charade we have uh daniel the guitarist uh and vocals for that band coming on i found them due to instagram scrolling around trying to find bands they're from our old neck of the woods too, Nome, vegas uh, i know we both right. moved from there but it is good good to go back to your roots daniel how you doing tonight brother
3: doing doing good i'm doing all right yeah thanks guys for asking i'm I'm recovering from uh, COVID right now. I just I just been sick all week. Yeah. yeah, but I'm doing I did I'm doing okay today. So
1: it's this shit's a bitch, man. It like you know sometimes you get it light, but when when you get it heavy, man, it sucks. Been there, done that.
2: The COVID flow like tampons, like yeah, uh, you know, yeah. The COVID the okay. light, yeah.
1: Before we really get into it though, I I, I got to ask Coach, did you celebrate Thanksgiving? I
3: no, kind of. I mean, like me, my whole household is sick. So it's like
1: Okay. You know. So. In a normal essence you would celebrate Thanksgiving though, correct? Yeah,
3: yeah. I mean we were still like oh. we had like a dinner, but nothing like we didn't normally we'd go out and there'd be like, you know, fifty people or whatever, but today it was okay. just me and like the four of us here, so you know.
1: So in a normal setting, we'll we'll skip this year, then in a normal setting, do you like pie? Um, yeah, yeah. So what's your favorite kind of pie? Like we're going to figure out how this interview is going to go right now. What's your favorite kind of favorite pie, pie that you would eat on Thanksgiving? Ooh, man, you know I
3: Ooh, man, you know I I just had a good slice of
2: pecan pie the other day, so I Okay. All okay. right, he says it correctly. He says it correctly. Oh. <laughs> so it's you know?
1: not pecan? <laughs> no, it's pecan.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's pecan pie no and i will say i almost interrupted him and said it doesn't matter what your favorite kind of pie is because poontang pie is the best it's but the you know what i'll give it to you because family time you know that is thanksgiving time thankful you do have to create the little family though so the cream pies and the poontang pies are one and two for me then i'm gonna go with cherry because again i could have the sexual innuendo reference and then pumpkin pie because pumpkin pie you can have for breakfast i did this morning it's a fucking amazing treat what about you no
1: uh, no, a pumpkin will, uh, you know, like once every five years I'll have a piece of pumpkin pie and won't finish it cause I don't like it. Uh, I am a, apple would be the go-to, um, but the, we have one this year, a strawberry rhubarb, which is killer. So yeah. I, this evening I had a little slice of each.
2: So Daniel, let's, let's actually get into music here now. We, we've let Noam do his little shit, but I know, originally but... he was saying about 50 people, you know, for Thanksgiving, you guys are a three member band. Yeah, three people three people in it. Now I know that the drummer um is it is it Dakota? Yeah. Okay. So he came in late to the game after you guys recorded the album. Am I correct there? Yeah, yeah, he sure did, yeah. So how did that come to be? Like why why was it after the album? Were you I mean, I'm not trying to get into too much drama unless you want to get into it. Was there like a shakeup or, oh. or what happened here? Oh yeah. Well,
3: I guess not too much drama. But you know, will so when you, you brought back these like old memories of like I completely <laughs> forgot we had an original drama before Dakota. <laughs> yeah, it was gone from my mind. You just like brought all that back. So when you said drama, I was like, wait. <laughs> but um let's see here. So the band started, um, like, 2017 is when I initially got with Dalton, the bass player. And, you know, we've always liked the same kind of bands. We were in a band together when we were in high school, um, so it was just, like, a good fit. And, you know, so we started with me and him. We started writing the music. Uh, and then we had a friend of ours. His name was Niles. He was the original drummer. Um, and he helped write all the drums. That's, like, pretty much his drumming that you're hearing. Um, it is programmed. Um, but we did have the intention of a live drummer. So he's, like that original drummer. Now he was supposed to like record everything and do the whole shebang. But, um, but basically he ended up uh, he ended up quitting in the right in the middle of the whole thing. So we never really like, well, like the album was pretty much done. But like we never really finished the whole thing from start to finish. It was just kind of like, the, all the pre pro, all the pre production was done. So the songs were written out and it had his drumming writing everywhere. So. Um, But yeah, he ended up quitting. And then after that, this was back in like 2019. um, We had spent like two years looking for a drummer 1922, maybe three years, actually closer to three years. So that's when we found Dakota. So and, and in between that time, we were just like, well, it's taking too long to find members. So we really just released the record, just me and Dalton without a drummer. So we released it without it. And it was kind of hopes like that, like if we put the music out there, people will find it and then we can like start connecting and networking with people. So and that's really what it was. That's how we found Dakota, because I don't think if we had put out the record, I don't think he would have found us. So I could be wrong, but, you know,
2: (laughs) no, no, I mean, that's great, because I actually that led into my next question. I was going to say you guys went in. I mean. You guys have a lot of styles that I would put together. I mean, it's like prog metal, progressive rock, post hardcore, some t- some hardcore punk. Like it's a little bit all over the place. It's enjoyable. It's 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 one of those albums that I like. Where um, and I'm speaking of Primal, uh, the album that came out in in 2021 from you guys. But I mean, because there's a lot of showcase of talent of each of you, mind you, Dakota's not on it. And now that I know it's programmed, because I was going to ask, did somebody else record those drums? Did you guys? How did you accomplish that? But it, it's it's cool. To see that you guys were able to find somebody else. Now, can I ask you, Was when you were saying the old, the old member was there, was that when you? it was called So This Is Suffering, or was that a different band that you were in altogether? Oh, that was a different band altogether, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was, was that the high school band, or was that just another totally different project? Oh, totally different project.
3: That was, um, uh, that, I was in that band for about three years. Um, okay. I was a guitar player for that. I did release an album with that band. It's called Palace of the Pessimist. And um, that band um, was actually on Unique Leader Records. So it was like, you know, I mean, not like huge, but it was like it was like an up-and-coming metal band. But, um, you know, uh, I ended up quitting. There was just a lot of drama with that. And, like, uh, what do you call it? I didn't really get to, like, write, like, all the ideas I wanted in that band. So, like, okay. it, was, it was, like, creatively, it just wasn't there for me. That's actually why I started The Retroade, you know, was just because, like, when that last band it was in it was just a deathcore band like i i would always pitch them like progressive or math ideas you know and they were just like not like you know uh, <laughs> like okay well then i just i just left and started this so
1: so where where does the band name come from where does red Charade come from
3: so <laughs> um man yeah i knew i knew this question might come up but um, <laughs> So, the name, it comes from a song, uh, it's called The Charade, it's actually by Serge Tankian, Uh, Mm -hmm. and the band initially was going to be like a really political band, we were going to do something like maybe Straight From The Path or something, you know, and like, honestly, like that whole whole thing just kind of fell off, as we were writing and creating stuff, we just decided to just like not go that route at all, and the name just kind of stuck, so now it just, I don't know. kind of a I don't know what the word is we just thought it sounded cool and we're like you know what it sounds
2: cool let's roll with it and people don't seem to mind it so nice so it when you went into the recording studio and you know I I did mention there's a lot of different styles and I I don't know if that that's good or bad for you guys you know some people want to be put into a niche you know like hate breed we all know what hate breed is they're just they're hate breed Jamie Joster right just one one sound was it enjoyable to be able to go into the studio and just say I just want to make good fucking music and whatever I'm feeling and just have it happen? Oh, yeah, or... man.
3: yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, you know. And that's like I mean, I just mentioned the last band I was in, I didn't. It was like the complete opposite. Like I had like very little creative saying. So when I started this, it was like like yeah, I mean, I could just write anything. No one's going to tell me that I can't do something. No one's going to argue with me. You know, the whole record was self-produced. And, you know, and Dalton, um, you know, uh, how do they say this? He's he's all on board. We like the same kind of music, you know. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of big influences uh, were the same, you know, Between the Barry Me, Vela Maya, that, like, you know, that, like, late 2000s progressive metal that was a like, kid mm-hmm. big, big back then, you know. So, um, yeah, it was great, you know, and writing the record was just, like, a pleasure. And, and it really just came out like like a piece of art almost. Like, there was no no label attached to it, no nothing, you know. So it's just, yeah, man.
2: No, you brought up a good uh, a band because we actually did a, a retro episode a couple weeks back. And uh, one of my picks for the year um, was Between the Barry and Meet Alaska. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I mean, when listening, I mean, because when you listen to the song The Sword on Primal, um, it is a showcase of your guys' shred ability. Uh, what I mean by that mm. is by guitars, uh, but also just the progressive nature all the way through, where it, it's it got slow moments, it's got fast moments, and it's a really cool song to listen to. It's almost like growth, if that makes sense, like where you can tell that you guys have a lot going on and, and you can try to combine it. I did notice, though, too, because um, you're a vo- you're the vocalist. I know Dalton also does vocals. Am I correct there? Yeah. You guys had a guest vocalist on the first song. Am I wrong? On Primal? A um, guest vocalist on... I was and I was reading this online too, and because I was I I didn't I saw that you guys wrote and then it said guest vocals on one song, and I was wondering where who who uh. they were and where they were from. Oh my gosh!
3: <laughs> Sorry, don't mean to laugh. No, no, that no, that's like um. So my wife that that's her her name is Haley. That would be the vocals. Okay, thought, okay. Right? Yeah, no, they're in the um. <laughs> it's funny, That's an that's a that's an awesome question. Actually, so I've kind of I didn't put it there. Not to how do I say this. Okay, so the part, it's around, like, maybe, like, 50 seconds. You'll hear, like, this scream. Okay. Um, and it just, like, yeah, 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 and It just kind of echoes in the background. That's actually her screaming. And, like, <laughs> it was, like, it just really added this dramatic effect to it. She, I mean, she's not a vocalist. I just told her, scream into the microphone just as loud as you can. And she was, like, like, 50 feet away from the microphone, you know. So it was just, like, something. And I put a bunch of reverb on it. So it's almost like you, it almost gets hidden. In the whole music, it's just kind of like for this ambient, like, thing going on, you know? nice. So it's just, yeah, I think she is in the credits. And I finally put her there just to know. That's a good husband, right? <laughs> so
2: No, I was going to say, you got your wife to scream on camera. And, you know, I, I was going to ask, I hope it was during a different kind of moment, you know, because there's different <laughs> screams out there. And, you know, I don't know as a musician, if you're like, hey, let's get a scream tonight, then we'll get a scream tomorrow morning. Then you yell at the kids if you got them and let's get a good scream here. Uh, and when you said 50 feet away, I was like, damn, that guy's got a big dong or or <laughs> they're into some freaky shit. But, you know, I'll, just, just let me roll with that one, Daniel. I'm a little bit of a weird
1: Dude. Slightly. So you said that you and Dalton have a lot of similar styles of enjoyment when it comes to music and where you guys have come as a band. What is some type of music that you enjoy that is not in the normal realm of what you would normally listen to? You know, what's something off the wall that you really enjoy?
3: I'll t- you know, the first song that comes to my mind is, uh, is like, uh, what's it called? Is uh, Redbone. Do you guys know that track?
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. I know that song. Yeah. 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 By a childless Gambino. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I I love that track. I don't
3: know. It was was just like first thing that came to mind when you said that What's something like off the wall and that's like pop music, you know, so.
1: Right. Right. Totally different. And so we were talking about your guys' previous album and you know, the flow it's like this piece of art that you came out with. Are we looking for anything here soon in the near future of the red charade? Anything new coming out? Do you guys have any plans for that? uh yeah man um yeah we're working on like a six song ep right now
3: um excellent wish i had more info for you but you know we gotta we're trying to put out a new single probably in the next few months i would okay we're trying to get it out there um you know um pretty soon here yeah probably some i would say sometime next three to six months You, you definitely hear some new music from us yeah
2: Okay, I know I know you guys have a show coming up, and if I'm correct, on December sixteenth, uh, West Coast Christmas. Yeah. Uh, the funny thing was, I was looking at that. I know you guys are playing with Alora, Smile on the Center, Marked Life, and Aspen. Uh, you're playing Fremont Street, and it's brought to you by Smash Magazine. Now, a little side story for me is my first band, we played Fremont Street, produced by Smash Magazine in 2005, and so it's good to see those guys still around, but are you headlining that show, or is it just, or is there more people, or, or what's, what are we looking for at this?
3: Uh, well, no, we're not headlining. Uh, that would be Allura. Laura's the headliner okay. for the night. Uh, we're the opening act, so we're
2: definitely on a little okay. early, I think like 7.30, something like that and uh that's a 21 and older show only right yeah. yeah 21 and older yeah okay so yeah people if you if people in vegas want to see him go to bar and billiards on Fremont street or backstars bar and billiards sorry not just bar and billiards yeah, yeah. how am i talking bar about and
3: billiards, yeah.
2: um should be a good show i'm, I'm actually pissed off of myself because you know i was looking up and you guys just played a show with a friend of mine bands up here chronic illness um october 22nd yeah. up in portland had no idea or i would have came out because i just saw them at the shanghai tunnel um What's your favorite thing when you go on tour uh, playing with other bands, like, getting to know them? Like, what, what's, what brings your attention to other bands, like, when you work with
3: them? Man, you know, it's hard to say. I I mean, I guess the easiest thing would just be, like, the quality of music. Because, like, sometimes I get really blown away. Like, like, there's so many, like, talented bands out there that, like, just don't get exposure, you know? And that show in particular, um, that you bring up. And Chronic Illness too, like I think every band that I just, just straight up destroyed, like killed, band, like, and like, it just kind of like, it really like, I don't know, I guess it just humbles you sometimes, you know, because it's like, you know, I guess as a musician or even someone, some, someone who's doing progressive metal, crazy technical stuff you kind of get like, oh, I'm doing this like crazy thing that no one's ever heard of. And then you hear all these other bands doing the crazy things you've never heard of. So it's just like, (laughs) holy crap. (laughs) Like every day at the bar, just, you know, everyone's setting the bar really high and just, you know, just because they're not on Revolver Magazine, you don't know, you know, Mm -hmm. so.
1: (laughs) So back to the Vegas scene, I I got a couple questions here for you. What is is one of the places that you really enjoy playing in, in your hometown? Right in Vegas, and who's another band that you've played with maybe a couple times or even maybe just once that you really enjoy? That's also from the Vegas metal scene.
3: Ooh, let's see here. uh Venue? Uh, you know we played uh we played the Eagle Airy Hall. Uh, okay. Not too long. It was back in September. Uh, what do you call it? Yeah. And uh actually, that thing has been around forever. I played there a handful of times. Um. And a lot of, of, you know, it's funny, in in the scene, a lot of kids don't like that venue. But I'm just like, you know, I don't know. I I guess there's just, like, this, like, stigma to it. They're like, oh, you're just some local band who played this venue. But, like, I don't know. I guess, like, we got to be, like, thankful for the venues we do have. You know what I mean? Because, like, I I don't know what else, the other way to put it, Um, you know. So, and that venue, it actually saved the scene, um, like, 10, 12 years ago. Because this, this city, like, venues just keep getting shut down. It's still happening. Mm-hmm. You know, that that venue because it's a it's actually a veterans' hall, and like the city ain't going to shut down a veterans hall, you know what i mean so so um yeah i I give a lot of respect to that venue i think that venue deserves a lot of respect, and the owners you know because like they don't have to allow you know metal shows to go on at a veterans' hall, you know, but they do, so I think you know that that venue deserves a lot of respect, and hopefully some kids from here hear this you know, hear this podcast and they're like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's just go respect, like, you know, instead of it just being like, oh, like screw that and you, the thing sucks, you know, I don't, you know, so. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's the first question. Now, The second question was you said you were uh, out looking for or you were asking about, like, other cool bands from the town. Yeah, the is,
1: was, is there another band that you've played with maybe multiple times that you really enjoy playing with or maybe even only once that you'd love to play with again that's also from Vegas, you know, like some metal scene camaraderie?
3: Yeah, you know definitely the uh the first band is Annalita. We just we just did a tour with them too, you know. Okay and we just yeah, we played a handful of shows with them and honestly, they, I mean we're kinda like on the same wavelength of like how we think and that like like how we come up with music. Even though our music sounds slightly totally different, there's definitely like this shared sense of like how like our mentality of like how creating the music is almost the same. So it it's been really cool. And we actually found um uh, Kevin actually found, I found them. We were both on like some online forum and just like, we just hit it off. And then when he invited us on their tour, uh, we just did like last month. So nice. So
2: yeah. Yeah. You're on stage. You guys are playing a killer show and you have a chance for option one or option two option one, a girl's going to flash you, but I'm not going to tell you how old she is. And I'm not going to go underage. I'm just, I mean, she could be old and you're, and you're looking at, at flabby tape. <laughs> or, or you have she's gonna show you her downstairs region but you don't know if it's (laughs) axel rose welcome to the jungle uh, Bush style, like so bad that you don't get to see anything, or it's fully shaved. Which one are you going with?
1: I feel, I feel like before he answers this, I feel like he's looking off to the side, like there's somebody yeah, else in his the wife's room. There. I think that's why he was also saying, "Oh, she
2: was on the album and she did so great the whole time." you sit there going, "It took her ninety six takes. It pissed me off." But no, I, I, I just want to know. I just want to know. Is it option one or option two, buddy? And hey, you can even say my bandmates would want this. I'll give you an out. <laughs>
3: Oh man. Well if I ha do, do I have to pick I have to pick one, right? You have to pick one. Yeah. <laughs> uh definitely gotta go with option one.
2: Yeah, he he Oh he- she's seventy years old. Good for you. See a titty's a titty. Don't feel bad. You know, you just you gave her a senior moment. He went to a veterans hall. I'm sure it's happened to him before. I just had to mention it.
1: I'm sure it's the little like Post Malone uh, meme that's you know out there where he's just looking at this girl. But in this case, it's a seven year old broad, so your jaw's going to drop. Like, hey, maybe, you know what? You live in Vegas. They could still be a really good rack at 70 years old. Just saying. They could be. That is true. That is true.
2: They could have not aged while the rest of her did. So it's it's a time capsule. They're just two time capsules sitting on her chest. Way to go. All
1: right, Daniel, before we let you go, we ask every band this. Anybody that's come on here, we always give our recommendations at the end of the show. When we interview a band, we want you what's something right now, maybe one, two songs, maybe an album, something that you're slamming to right now that you absolutely love.
4: Oh,
3: okay. Yeah, man, of course. Uh, you know, uh, The Ills of Modern Man by Despised Icon. I, I that's, a, that's a phenomenal record, man. I jam, <laughs> I've been jamming it since high school, but yeah, it's. It's such a cool record, man. Um, but there's number one for y'all. Uh, number two, oh, you know, it's been cool. Uh, freaking, uh, straight from the path, the new record. They're just, that one just yeah. came out. Yeah. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. That, that's a, that's a dope record. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Nice. nice. Okay. Well, uh, Daniel, we've had a blast with you on this show. We've, we've put you on the spot a couple times. We've seen you doing the side eye. Hopefully, we didn't get you in too much trouble. <laughs> uh, but we thank you for coming on to the show on behalf of the Red Charade. And we are going to cut to the song controller. And after that little song cuts back in, then uh, the hater and I will be back for the last half of this episode. So stay tuned. Daniel, thanks for coming on.
3: Awesome. Thank you guys so much.
1: All right, you big piece of shit we're back um, a little bit deflated or are you a little deflated after this last interview are you are your balls feeling okay they suck
2: my balls <laughs> suck i'm sitting on a thing of frozen peas i've had my balls clipped just so everybody knows i have been neutered um i'm happy about it but you know what it happens so is but the rest of the world and the problem is i listen to music that kicks balls so you know it's just hurt it's just hurting my feelings cuz i want to scream i want to get into it and i just have to sit here so i think i'm just going to put on taylor swift midnights and call it a night but okay. you know, we have another interview, so I can't do that. Reinflate the balls. Go ahead and introduce Re-inflate. them. Let's go. What's up, guys? This is Thomas. This is from Manhack. I found these guys on Instagram because they make some fucking hilarious good deathcore content. I'm just gonna say that, Thomas. Like <laughs> whose idea was it to be like, hey, let's take TikTok videos and put our deep grunting growling metal behind it and just make it fucking funny. Because that's that
4: that was gold, bro. Um So that was my idea. (laughs) Um, All the social media is me pretty much. It always has been. Um, I'm kind of the band dad. So it's that that's kind of the aspect that I manage. Um, Yeah, that uh, (laughs) it started back in March. It's kind of interesting because I I don't don't guess it's really super interesting, but I just kind of. I don't know. I got to a point with it where, I mean, we started with twenty two hundred followers and which is whatever, but just kind of got to a point where I was like, all right, I, I want like 200,000 followers. I want 2 million followers, right? I don't want Mm -hmm. 2000 anymore. Right. I, I, yeah, we're a local band just starting out. And even though we've been playing shows for about three years, but, um, I just started researching it and I was like, what can I do to make people give a shit? And, um, I just did a lot of research, took a lot of notes, read a lot of forums, just started noticing that, smaller instagram pages even small medium-sized instagram pages the videos that were getting the most views were the ones that were not even necessarily a meme format but just some type of viral content that they repurposed essentially stole (laughs) more or less (laughs) right and then just put their song on it so i was like okay i'm gonna start which we had already done that before i mean i've Years ago, I had made like, for instance, a Black Friday video where it's just like you put a mosh riff under or over a bunch of clips of people fighting on Black Friday. So, I mean, we've we've done footage like that before, but not that frequently. So, I mean, so in March, we really just kind of upgraded our whole social media presence and, and started. The minimum goal was to post at least once a day. Um, and then it was also working in viral content with our original content to Instagram reels. Um, and just kind of staying on top of the algorithms and and seeing what worked and what didn't. And then if it worked, we doubled down on it. And obviously, uh, it's a lot easier to get a million views on a meme than it is a million views for clip of our music video, right? We still post clips of our music video, but I, that shit ain't ever going to get a million views, (laughs) but that meme that I posted from the adult swim skit with the guy
0: hitting the button, Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: That has a million views. So, but that also has our song in it. So now our song got a million views. So it's just, it kind of just made sense. I mean, if it works, we do it. So it's kind of how that started, I guess.
2: <laughs> no, it's fucking genius, man. Because, I mean, I remember the first one I watched was and I actually honestly thought you guys were just a parody meme page because it was <laughs> yeah. a guy and a girl in a car. And it says when she tells you she listens to anything yep. and then she, fucking she death listens to metal. Control. And so I was like, OK, I'll follow this because I'm into fucking funny shit and, and yeah. things like this. And this is my music. So I click it and I send it to a bunch of friends. And then I click the page and I go, oh, well, they actually have a song. All right, caffeinated chloroform, fucking yep. banger of a, of a fucking song. It's Thanks, cool man. to <laughs> see bands branching out and doing different things. We had an As The Structure Fails on here, and they did the same thing with their music videos where they're trying different mm-hmm. stuff like Sleep Core or uh, Turkey Core and stuff like that. And it, it's fun to see that outside of the box. Now, you guys do that with the Instagram and the social media. How would you say you guys are doing that differently
4: in music? Musically, we just write the same. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the social media is an afterthought, honestly. I mean, I, I don't I, I guess you're trying to ask, do we s- write differently because of that or I, I'm, I'm trying to be like, like, because the,
2: the one problem I have when I introduce music to people a lot mm-hmm. is, oh, it sounds the same. And to me, it doesn't because, you know, when you're a fan of yeah. something, you can find the nuances like me mm-hmm. and Gnome were talking today in behind the curtain where I was like, what the fuck is metallic core? Like I don't know what that is. Like, there's too Same. many genres these
4: days. <laughs> but you get what I right. mean? Like like what do you feel like differentiates you guys? I don't know, man. That's a really good question. The the influence that I take from riding wise is is from older stuff. Uh from old Fear Factory or even New mm. Fear Factory, uh old Metallica. I mean, even the black album, um, up until the black album really, um, and Pantera and yeah, there's some new stuff in there. Like, I'm a big fan of Despised Icon. I think there's a lot of Despised Icon fluence in our stuff. But, I mean, look, I don't think we're reinventing the wheel as far as metal is concerned because everybody's already done everything, right? I mean, everybody's already shredded their face off. Everybody's wrote already wrote the heavy breakdown and Drop F. I mean, so we're just trying to do our own thing. But for me in songwriting, it's really about just making it catchy. And yep. Not even if it necessarily follows the typical radio, verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, chorus, outro. A lot of our songs do. Some of our best ones arguably do. But um, it's really about making it catchy. I mean, but not singing or not selling out because we don't want to sing. We're never going to sing. Even if even if I asked our vocalist to start singing, he would be like, fuck you and leave. <laughs> so, But I mean, another thing that was kind of interesting that I think might have helped differentiate us was some recent song, a recent song that we just came out with and one we're actually c- going to come out with on Friday. Mm. Um, both of those songs were heavily influenced by the Doom soundtrack. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, if you're aware yep. of it or not, but okay. I have, yeah. um, Yeah. I, I I took a lot of inspiration to write those songs from tracks like BFG division and rust dust and guts and rip and tear and stuff like that, where Mick Gordon kind of had this, these long songs that had these heavy riffs that would come in and out and you would have these synth parts and this sweeping ambience and all this crazy shit. Um, so those two songs are heavily influenced on that. And I think they, sound a little different than the rest of our stuff. Um and then you have something like caffeinated core which I think right. is just kind of our big single right now. I mean, I think that song. I don't I don't know, man. I don't know. I mean, we just kind of write whatever we want, but I think taking influence from Mick Gordon a little bit and taking influence from older metal, right? Not necessarily new metal, but taking influence from older metal and kind of intertwining a little bit of the new stuff, maybe I, I think that does help to differentiate us a little bit. I mean, it's kind of hard for me to say because <laughs> I do most of the writing. So it's, it's, I look at our stuff completely different than everybody else on the planet. So it's kind of hard to say, but I mean, I, I, that's kind of where my head's at with it. I think
1: you, I think you hit a good point with that because I'll, I'll be honest, like the, the old metal belongs. It, it exists for a reason. It's good for a reason. I am definitely more of, my era metal like you throw on metallica you throw on slayer you throw on you know megadeth it's all good but it doesn't it doesn't strike a chord with me because that's not it's just not what i'm into i appreciate it but i think there's such a big obviously a big following for that that if you can take some old school pieces and incorporate it with the new metal core Deathcore, whatever you're playing, you can you can then bring a little bit bigger of a crowd to your music because they can appreciate pieces of it. Right. You'd hope at least. But I saw. So you actually kind of spoiled it. You have a new song coming out this Friday. Right. So same time that this episode drops. Is there the question I was having? I know you guys recently came out with the Death and Faxes AD, right? And then so you have this other new song. Are we looking at an EP here coming up pretty soon with some more?
4: I don't want to give too much of this away, but I mean, pretty much we're trying to release a song once every month or so. Okay. so pretty much caffeinated came out, caffeinated chloroform came out not too long after that, martyrdom came out and then those two songs got released. Yep. And then death and faxes came out and those three songs got released. So when heavy, but control comes out Friday, you're going to get those four songs are going to get released. So it's, it's like the waterfall release strategy is what that's called. I don't know if you guys have ever heard that bands like spirit box have done it before. Yep. Um, they seem to have really good success with it. So I didn't know what it was called, but, but I know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's one of the names for it. I believe is a waterfall release. Um, and what's cool about that is you get to pitch every song to Spotify editorial playlists. Okay. So as opposed to if you have 12 songs, you upload them all at once. You can only pick one. Um, not that you're going to get on an editorial playlist, right? Like the Spotify metal core playlist that has 700,000 likes like that one. It's um, all right. But you <laughs> you get the opportunity to pitch it to a big playlist like that. So that's kind of the bonus of doing that. And plus you get the bonus of, keeping people on, on social media, keeping their attention because uh, they get bored easily. So yeah. they, your, your, your job as a band is to entertain. So it helps you to keep entertaining people. And then you are hopefully doing what you need to on social media also. So your big social media push constantly daily and you combine that with Releasing music consistently. Forgot where I was going with this, but yeah,
2: <laughs> no, it's all good because we we've talked about this before on the show. You know, the 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 we are now in the age of singles where it's not yep. yes. as important to release a whole twelve piece album or whatever, and then you know where, where we go buy it and then talk about oh, have you listened to track eleven? Have you done this? It's like we can stream everything and. You know, it's it's hard to have a skip with a single as long as you do a good job. You brought up the song Martyr Tongue. Love that song. How did you guys Thanks, pull man. off having 13 vocalists in it? Because I'm going to credit these guys. Luke from Awaken uh, the Ancient, um, James from Void Eater, Anthony from Hollower and Dakota from Oblique and Thresholds. I know there's a lot more. They were the gang chant, But mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> it's already hard enough to get the band together. Sometimes we know this or, or like people together to do a project. How did you get all 13 to come in and just help out? Because
4: it's a banger of a fucking track. Dude, thank you. We appreciate that. It wasn't easy. <laughs> you're you're talking about the logistics of people living in different places, having different recording setups. This guy lived here. Originally, that track was actually supposed to be, I'd forgotten about this until just now, until you kind of brought this up. That track was originally supposed to be an Atlanta showcase track. And it was only going to have people that were in, not even just in Georgia, but just in Atlanta, pretty much. Like that Atlanta metal scene, right? So that's kind of what it was supposed to be. And we even made the album art for that. But one of the guys, Dakota, actually ended up moving. And he wasn't in that band six anymore and ended up moving to Tennessee. And now he was in different bands or something like that. I think he was already in those bands or something. I'm not entirely sure. But so at that point, I can't say anymore that it was all Atlanta. So, I mean, there were the logistics of doing having guest vocals on a track period is interesting, even if you're just doing one person, but yeah, I mean, it was, it, it was a process that took a while. And I, I originally had made a video calling like, Hey, open call for anybody who wants to be part of this a year or two ago or something like that. Um, and it just kind of, I would get a little one here and there, here and there, here and there. And then we, we set an actual date and then obviously I was a lot more rushed to finish it. But um, some of the people came and just tracked it in person. Some of the people that I had scheduled just didn't show up at all. So I had to figure out what to do with their part. Um, we had one guy who was going to do it and then he bailed and then had to replace with somebody else. And um, some people recorded it and sent it to me. So, I mean, the logistics of that definitely was was interesting. But, I mean, when you play that back in the session, because each person did two takes in the game chance. So it ended up, I think our vocalist did three. So I think okay. it ended up being 27 tracks of people screaming. Wow. And I panned it from dead center to 100 left and right. So when you just play that back soloed, it dude, sounds crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's cool on the video. So, I mean, it was all worth the all of the, the bullshit yeah. having to deal with it. Because, yeah, there was. I mean, it's 13 people screaming for it. I mean, yeah, you can imagine there, there was some logistical uh, complications trying to put something like that together for sure.
1: I got I got a question for you regarding that, then bringing that up. So we've discussed a lot lately because it seems like in the last year, metal bands in general are doing a lot more collabs than they did in the past. And it's fucking awesome. Like these collabs that these guys are doing are fucking amazing. But how does that pose as a band? Like when you have a song that's absolutely killer with a guest vocal. How does that how does that play out when you were doing a live show? Cause like one of the ones that really speaks to me that came out this year was um, Motionless and White had Brian Garris from Knock Loose and the song Slaughterhouse, right? And Brian Garris is actually the main vocalist in the entire song, but it's a motionless and white song. So then Mm. when you're live, if you don't have Knocked Loose with you to play it, if you do, then fucking everybody gets their nuts dropped and has a great night. But if not, how does that pose a problem? You know, do you still want to play that song if it's a banger? Or, you know, what do you do with that?
4: We do. Yeah, we definitely still want to play it. That's just something you consider beforehand. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to, bring five guys on stage. I mean, right. if we play a show with some of them, then, hey, do your verse part and cool. I mean, you just either prepare yourself to play the song, just have your vocalist do everything. Or what I've seen bands do before, too, is I think the Casey Strain, I saw them do this a couple of times where they would play a song that had a guest spot and then one of the bands that they were on tour with would just do the guest spot. Right. That shit's cool to me. Right. Because it's still a guest spot, but it's somebody different, kind of new. So I guess you would just either prepare yourself to not play the song live or just have your vocalist do the entire song or just bring one of the other bands that's on tour with you to to fill that spot. And I don't... I've never... Seen a band do a song that had a guest vocalist, and then they just ended up doing the part themselves and being like, "Ah, fuck these guys." I I don't know. Maybe some people out there watching this, listening to this, maybe they give a shit. But I mean, two
2: part question for you. Then speaking of collabs, if there was a is if is there a porn star out there that you want (laughs) to collab with? And two. What song of yours are you banging her to? Oh,
1: uh, good! I'm glad you followed that up before Thomas answers, because I was I was asking like, are you saying this from a musical standpoint or yeah, from so you know a porn star I standpoint?
0: Hope,
2: and I hope that double bass drum is when he's doing it doggy style and he's just trying <laughs> to yeah. keep up with the rhythm because I mean that's what I would do. But I just I want to know, Thomas, what porn star and what one of your band's songs are you
4: banging her to? Uh, so. <laughs> Like a manhack collab or like a f- me physically collab? You can
2: manhack all over her face. I don't care. <laughs> I just
4: God. um Man, I, I honestly I don't even know, man. Uh, I I don't watch that shit anymore. Okay, <laughs> so okay. I couldn't even tell you anymore. Uh, I've 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 forgotten all of their names. Well, I, c- I ask you this then, because you've talked, um, that you take a lot of inspiration from old. Plus, I don't, don't think my girlfriend wanted me style. to say that anyway. No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was gonna say she's the in the living old... room right now watching TV. So yeah, I'm yeah, like, I, yeah, I usually I catch I people with that, this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, man, I right. don't know. Honestly, none of them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what
2: what song you banging your girlfriend the, to then? I'll give you I'll give you that out.
4: <laughs> Manhack song, yeah, yeah, Manhack song, yeah. I couldn't do that. <laughs> I might as well. <laughs> no nah, man, I, I might as well blare the music and jerk myself off while I listen to my own song. I mean, that's just. No, I couldn't do that. Yeah, okay, I get you. I get you, man. No, it's, it, it, it's, it's fun. To me, that's like when dudes wear their own shirts on, wear their band shirts. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you're just jerking yourself off. I don't know. Yeah? <laughs> I've seen that topic go around recently on social media where people are talking about uh whether or not you should wear your own merch. It's like I just know. Oh, I thought
2: you were going to talk about the jerking off cuz Greybush told us that he does it to his own self in the mirror. So, <laughs> that leads singer a totally different breed. Oh, yeah. That's
1: that's a but fact. Got their thing, so that's things. So, okay, so hey. if you can't do it to a man hack song, how about some uh what's a guilty pleasure that you would that you would do it to? Something that's not your style that you you're promoting, you know? Some some weird some weird shit that you're listening to
4: that you don't want to admit, um, you know? Um, every once in a while, I get a day to remember stuck in my head. Okay. What is that one song? Welcome you to the second... J-. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the, that stupid shit, right? Honestly, man, I, I haven't really been listening to a lot of music. I know that sounds weird to a lot of mm-hmm. people, but I guess it's just because I listen to so much manhack during the writing process and uploading and doing videos and shit that I just get kind of... Maybe burned out on on music. Plus, I don't have a radio in my car, so that doesn't help. That doesn't doesn't help at all. (laughs) But now I really don't listen to a lot of music. The stuff that I do listen to is stuff that I am fine admitting that I listen to. Um, I listen to a lot of lo-fi hip hop. Um, There's a radio app like a lo-fi radio app. Don't ask me to name an artist because I don't know any of them. (laughs) It just kind of randomly plays these. You just play it in the background. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, either driving or wherever. Um, but most of the time, honestly, what I'm listening to is just podcasts. um oh, either great. This is see, I did Yeah, this is a great time. <laughs> yeah uh, and, and have most you have you stuff... heard of the Hateful
1: Numbs music cut yet? <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, actually, funny you say that. um Yeah, I, I really just listen to a lot of podcasts, and most of them nice. are about just trying to learn something. Mm-hmm. Listen to a lot of this guy named Andrew Huberman. Okay, he's a neuroscientist at. at stanford and does an amazing podcast so i just listen to his shit on repeat and just learn stuff nice so i spend a lot more time doing that as opposed to listening to music so i don't really i don't know if i could name something that was kind of a, a that's on off the wall like yeah you're ashamed of yeah no i know there's yeah. no there's
2: sometimes like I, i'll say anything that i listen to it doesn't have to be eating toast in the closet all the time I'll say this. I'm going to bang to martyrdom, your song, because then I can convince my wife that I finally had an orgy because there was 13 other bros in there doing that, even though I'm doing all the work. See, and then I can That's blame it. all the bros for now doing you nothing. you can say see? you've had an orgy. That's right. See, so I, I'm just I'm killing three birds with
4: one stone, if you know what I'm saying. Um <laughs> That's the funniest shit, dude. If somebody fucks to our music, I'm, I don't even. Well, there's I, an OnlyFans for that, I bet. an it seems like. What's yeah. up? There's, there's an OnlyFans for that, I bet. I'm going to yeah, start it tonight. probably. Oh, God, dude, please do it. <laughs> we, we, don't even, we don't even want royalties or commission. We just, we'll just be glad that that, that exists. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so
1: last question that I have for you. I ask every band this. I know you just said you don't listen to a lot of music. But what is your favorite old school album and band that did that album? Give us that. Just a single one? <laughs> yep, just one single one. What's something yeah. you throw on after this show? You could throw it on and just horns up
4: right to it. Fear Factory's D-Manufacture. Fucking album. I love Good it. <laughs> I one of the absolutely love it. Metal albums of all time. Well, Thomas, it was a pleasure. Thank you yeah,
2: for man. coming on. Um uh, yeah, we are going to go sure. to a clip of Caffeinated Chloroform right now. Uh, so, okay. you fans enjoy that. And uh we hope to have you back on in the future, brother. Yeah, man,
4: for sure. Appreciate you guys. <laughs>
1: All right, caffeinated chloroform, man hack. That's another two interviews, one episode, two girls, one cup. Right? That's basically what it is. Two
2: girls, one a peanut butter uh, parfait in a cup of, <laughs> of death metal for us, right, dude? I mean, that that's just that's chocolate and peanut butter enema into a girl's butthole. Let's be honest here.
1: That's right. You, you know what's
2: you brought funny? It up, is, like, don't don't I make did. the face. Like you <laughs> brought it up, and you knew you knew I would go down that path rather than the music path. I mean, two I girls, know. one cup. That's a. That's a, just a gross it, trend.
1: So Ugh. quickly, though, before we get into our wrecks, I do have to say that I so I noticed manhack is from Atlanta, Georgia. Right. And when Thomas first came on, he sounded pretty normal. But as the interview got on, you could hear that twang from the south come out and it's just it's normal. It's comforting. I love it. It's one of those things
2: like once you break out of your shell, it comes out a little more. I've always right, and that's that's what I've felt with a lot. I mean, because I've heard this. I have family all from the South, right? And they've said, like, sometimes I don't want to talk that way because people think I'm unintelligent. Because let's be honest with ourselves. When you look at the the grid of America, right? Uh You look at the Pacific Northwest, you guys make fun of it. It's a lot of, like, crazy protesting liberals, right? You go to California, it's just a bunch of beach bros and douchebags. You go to, like, Florida, it's just, you know, a bunch of... beach bros and douchebags of a different color you go to the northwest northeast it's a bunch of assholes that just want philly cheesesteaks italian food and they just want to fucking spit in your coffee you go, know, you go to the midwest it really depends where you're at you might get an errand hotel or you might get you know more like an apple boys like throwback i don't give a fuck right but right. then you get to the south and like if you listen to that most of the time you just think ah did you pass the second grade did you fuck your cousin <laughs> like it's, it sucks but it's true like let's just go with stereotypes right i i think he, he was a I love that he listened to podcasts. I love like when yes. you asked him and he was just like, oh, I want to learn about the humors of the brain. I'm going, holy crap, that is not what I expected. But it's right. It's nice to hear those things. A uh, great interview. Great guy. Very friendly. I love that. I usually catch him with a girlfriend in the room yep. um, with a you lot of questions because we they get that, I got a man neck. Uh, they do that look up, like that look up like, oh man, I'm going to say Should that I that say loud. it? Should I say Should it? Should I say it? I'm on a laptop. <laughs> I'm on a laptop and she's right there. And no, I love my baby more
1: than anybody else. <laughs> I stopped watching porn in 1997. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean,
2: but it's all good. No, dude, they're, they're killing it with music. I'm excited because yes. uh, the day this dropped, they got new stuff coming out. Uh, yep. but let's let's get into the new stuff we're listening to, no? What, what singles and albums? What do you want to go with first tonight? Let's do singles. Singles. So what singles are you are you rocking out to?
1: I actually went lame. I only have one single this go round. It is a okay. band that I've already put on the list, but this song just came out and I really like it. They took an I Prevail approach where it's that softer hard rock with a really fucking good breakdown. And it's this newer band that I've been digging on this year. They're called Self Deception. And this single is called Fight Fire with Gasoline. It's just in your face. It's good. Lyrically, it it has a lot of meaning to it. Basically, like, fuck you. And I'm going to continue to fight the fire with gasoline. Great breakdown. I love it. What are you bringing for singles?
2: One of mine's also a band on on our list already. Uh, Bros of ours, Violent New Breed, Rune Mm. Nation. Just came out. Uh, also a music video for it, which they went um, the CGI like video game sort of route for it. But it still was actually pretty good. Uh, it's a killer banger track, though. I mean, they are. Thank you to Max and the and the rest of the Violent New Breed crew. They gave us the intro song to our show. Yes. Uh, but their new, newest single just dropped, Ruination. Nation. It's really good. The other one, I actually have a second single. And it's a band that I just found. Um, and it was one of those, you know, when you're like trying to dig deep and you're having a hard time finding mm-hmm. something and you go to like the Spotify list and you hit like new, what's out new? And let me just look through bands and find stuff. And there's a band, they've been around for a while, but they're called Cigarettes After Sex.
1: Okay, I've actually heard of
2: them. They got a new song called Pistol. Now, Now, what I'll say with this is, there are certain types of music that you do for certain things. So like when I want to drive out in the pines in the middle of nowhere at night and just like cruise and like, listen to like that almost like that death cab for cutie mogwai instrumental slow, not like just heartbroken love music, but you know what I mean? That music that's just Mm. talking about life, but it's in like a, in a mellow manner. That's what this is. Um, it's, it's poppy, but not like, not overly poppy in the sense of like, like, N-sync breaker eardrums it's it's more in the sense like it's just got very rhythmic motions to it if that makes sense and so cigarettes after sex pistol I'm really digging that track I started checking out a lot of their other stuff because I think they've been around since like 2005 2011 a while but yeah it just reminded me of that late those late night drives I have where I just throw on something slow I mean because I've said it before on this show Mogwai is one of my favorite bands right i love cooking to that instrumental music i like that slow quiet like that's how i end my day usually it's like that slow quiet tone and just like like to calm myself down because i've been hyped up with anger and angst all day so i (laughs) need something um for albums i'll go first um is tala and it's generation of danger nice great new album my favorite track on it is the impressionist uh music video is really really killer too but definitely check that out. Uh, they they just came out with, I think it came out maybe a week or two ago, but it's it's a killer, killer fucking album. What do you got, them
1: In our last interview, I brought up this band and I happened, I, you know, I, I think I even said I thought they broke up and maybe they did and they came back. I, I don't know the exact specifics, but I decided to look them up and sure as shit, I had to backtrack a little bit. They had a new album drop in February of this year. So I decided to play it, and I absolutely love it. Uh, I really like this band. I got introduced about five years ago to them. The band is Allegiant, and they're very technical, progressive metal, a little bit melodic in there too, but high, high technicality in their metal. And the album, I'm guessing, is called Damum. It's D-A-M-N-U-M, so Damum, I'm going to say. Okay. Okay. Uh, and right off the bat, first song, Bastards of the Earth. It's this slow, quick, like little melodic. Get you ready for D and D with c- 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 Cody, and then boom, just blast you fucking away. You lose, you lose right off the bat. You roll a one on a twenty die. Fan fucking tastic. So that's my album. This go round is a legion. Damn them so that's fucking awesome dude
2: no no some good good hard tracks like i said i got a slow one in there for us uh thank you to the bands that came on today thank you to all the listeners we're seeing some growth we're, we're happy everybody's out there turning it up to 11 keeping their horns up staying heavy and knowing what else you got for us
1: make now. sure to check out all the links check out red charade check out Manhack. make sure to check out the hateful gnome spotify playlist Hit like on it. Engage with us. Tell us what you're listening to. Maybe this upcoming year we can develop a listener segment where we talk about something we hear during the week that somebody recommended to us. You know, like engage with us. That's what we want. That's what we're here for. Horns up. Stay ahead.